this is so much fun. Do you mind if I put this down? No, this is not going to be happening the whole time. Yep. Kids, what story, what movie are we featuring this morning? Can you guess? Yell loud. What is it? Toy Story. Well, I want to know what your favorite character is. So if your favorite character is Woody, kids, yell Woody. Woody. Whoa. If your favorite character is Buzz Lightyear, yell Buzz Lightyear. That's a little weak. If your favorite character is Bo Peep, yell Bo Peep. Bo Peep. I am shocked. I thought she would not get a single vote and that I'd be standing here all by myself. All right, kids, one last question. See if you can finish Buzz Lightyear's famous sentence. Ready? To infinity and awesome. You know, Toy Story is the story of Woody, a really good-hearted toy cowboy who belongs to a kid named Andy. But Woody, bless his heart, is a little bit paralyzed and jeopardized by the thought that this new Buzz Lightyear action figure coming in on his birthday is going to wipe him out as Andy's favorite toy. In fact, all the toys are in an uproar and completely freaked out that they're going to be forgotten once Andy falls in love with his new Buzz Lightyear action figure. And not a single toy in Andy's room, not Mr. Potato Head, not Slinky, not Bo Peep, and especially not Woody are confident that Andy is going to love them as much as he used to because Buzz Lightyear is just so cool. You'll see. Yes, it is a mistake because you see the bed here is my spot. I need to repair my turbo boosters. Do people still use fossil fuels or have you discovered crystallic fusion? Well, let's see. Uh, we got double A's. <gasps> Watch yourself. Ooh. Ah, who goes there? Don't shoot. It's okay. Friends. Do you know these life forms? <laughs> yes. They're Andy's toys. All right, everyone. You're clear to come up. I am Buzz Lightyear. I come in peace. Oh, I'm so glad you're not a dinosaur. Bye-bye. Thank you. Now, thank you all for your kind welcome. Say, what's that button do? I'll show you. Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. Oh. Hey, Woody's got something like that. His is a pool strike. Only it. Only it sounds like a car ran over it. Oh, yeah, but not like this one. This is a quality sound system. Probably all copper wiring, huh? So, uh, where are you from? Singapore? Hong Kong? Well, no. Actually, I, I'm, I'm stationed up in the Gamma Quadrant of Sector 4. As a member of the elite Universe Protection Unit of the Space Ranger Corps, I protect the galaxy from the threat of invasion from the evil Emperor Zerg, sworn enemy of the Galactic Alliance. Oh, really? I'm from Play School. And I'm from Mattel. Well, I'm not really from Mattel. I'm actually from a smaller company that was purchased in the leveraged buyout. Well, I don't You think they've never seen a new toy before? Well, sure. Look at him. He's got more gadgets on him than a Swiss Army knife. Ah, 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 ah. Please be careful. You don't want to be in the way when my laser goes off. Hey, a laser? How come you don't have a laser, Woody? It's not a laser. It's a, it's a little light bulb that blinks. What's with him? Laser envy. All right, that's enough. Look, we're all very impressed with Andy's new toy. Toy? T-O-Y. Toy. Excuse me. I, I think the word you're searching for is Space Ranger. The word I'm searching for, I can't say, because there's preschool toys present. Getting kind of tense, aren't you? 
The great spiritual battle, even in Toy Story, begins and never ends with needing to hold on to this truth, that God chose you and that there's nothing that can separate you from God's love. Nothing. Long before you were born and became a part of history, and you are, you existed in God's heart. Long before your parents admired you and your friends picked you and your teachers encouraged you and your bosses hired you, you were already chosen. God's eyes of love saw you as precious and of infinite and eternal value. And may I say it, all the way to infinity and beyond. My grandmother used to make me feel like I was so precious to her. She used to sing to me all the time. And there was one particularly silly song that sits deep in here because I knew that I was deeply loved by her. Maybe you've heard it before. It was, I love you, a bushel and a peck, a bushel and a peck, I love you. Do, 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 makes me want to cry thinking about it. Do, 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 I love you. And then she would put her finger on the tip of my nose and say, you're mine. Mm. I felt cherished. And I sang the song to my boys, too, who are in the room right now. <laughs> I sang it to them when they were little as well. It didn't have quite the same effect as they got older. They were far more interested in learning what exactly is a bushel and a peck. And of course, now I sing it to my little Walt and Reese. Wyatt and Walker, but they couldn't comprehend the depth of the love of a parent or a grandparent any more than any of us can comprehend the depth of God's love for us, which is why he will never stop telling us. It's why I never stopped singing to my sons and my grandkids. Would you let God tell you again today that he loves you. Will you let him tell you that again? Because maybe that's what your heart needs today more than anything else, to just hear the voice of God and to sense the presence of his hand on your shoulder saying, you know what? You're mine. You're mine. And even when you don't feel very special or lovable, Oh, you are. That's what the Apostle Paul was trying to convey to followers of Jesus living in Rome when he created the masterpiece that we call Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 is often referred to as the greatest chapter in the Bible. And I invite you to just listen with an attitude of hungry readiness to hear the Lord himself speak kindly and powerfully into your soul. And I pray that you hear him 
speak in precisely the way that you need to hear it the most. Romans 8 has become sort of my summer companion. I've been reading in Romans 8 for the last few weeks because there is no chapter that deals more directly and more tenderly to our struggle to believe, to know that we are chosen, cherished, loved children of God. Now, in the chapters leading up to chapter 8, Paul describes God's grace and love. In the chapters after chapter 8, Paul talks about how to live it out. But in chapter 8, we're invited to celebrate and claim God's love as Paul presents us with five questions. And the first one comes to us in verse 31. If God is for us, who can be against us? Who's against you? I bet you could answer that question that fast right now. Does it feel like the economy is against you? You feel like you have a friend against you? You feel like your own health is fighting against you? How about circumstances where it feels like everything is just stacked against you? Do you catch the nuance of what Paul is saying? He's saying, if God is for us, who can be against us? In other words, when God shows up, everything changes because God is for us. Four powerful words. Will you say them with me? God is for us. Will you say it again as we emphasize one word at a time, beginning with the first word, God? God is for us. God is for us. God is for us. God is for us. God, not just anyone. God who created the world and everything in it. God is. Not God might be or God used to be or God could be. If I could just get my act together enough, he would be. God is for us, and he is cheering us on and calling us by name, and that's what Woody desperately needed the assurance for as we see this next clip. Oh, finally. Hey, who's got my hat? Look, I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Ah, uh ah, -huh, ah, uh ah, -huh. give me that. Say there, lizard and stretchy dog. Let me show you something. It looks as though I've been accepted into your culture. Your chief, Andy, inscribed his name on me. Wow, with permanent ink, too. Well, I must get back to repairing my ship. Don't let it get to you, Woody. Uh, let what? I don't, uh, what do you mean? Who? I know Andy's excited about Buzz, but you know, he'll always have a special place for you. Yeah, like the attic. <laughs> All right, that's it. Andy's name, of course, is on the bottom of Buzz Lightyear's shoe, but it's also on the bottom of Woody's shoe. 
both chosen, both loved, but Woody's not buying it. He's not buying it. And the best that Bo Peep can offer is, hey, Woody, don't let it get to you. I know that Andy's excited about Buzz Lightyear, but he'll always have a special place for you, as Mr. Potato Head says, yeah, in the attic. But our God says to us in Isaiah 49, these words, I have engraved your name on the palms of my hands. Oh, and he's not done. He says in the next verse, bringing it up, can a mother forget her nursing child and have no compassion for the child that she has born? Can you, mom? Can you? Can you forget the baby that you're nursing? Do you ever look at your child and go, who is this kid? I have no idea. Of course not. That's why it's so profound when God says the next thing. Even if she could forget, even if she could forget, I would not forget you. God is for us. And then he asks the second question in verse 32. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Oh, having seen what Jesus did on Good Friday and on Resurrection Sunday, will he not also take care of us on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday? Having defeated our sin on the cross, will he not also walk us through our pain, our fears, our struggles? After all that, will he not give us everything as he promises? Or is he just toying with us? And then Paul raises up the third and the fourth question, back to back. One right after another in verses 33 and 34. Who can accuse the people God has chosen? It's a good question. No one. Because God is the one who makes them right. Who can say God's people are guilty? No one. Because Christ Jesus died, but he was also raised from the dead, and now he's on God's right side appealing to God for us. We live under the constant barrage of accusation from the one that the Bible calls the accuser, the evil one. He cannot take your relationship with Jesus from you. Oh, but he can take your joy. He can take your confidence. He can take your peace. And we hear him, don't we? Deep in our souls, chirping in our ears. Kathy, you're way too much. Kathy, you're not enough. It's as if he's on repeat. And we hear it over and over and over again until eventually I'm thinking, it's probably true. 
But Paul says, oh no, the accuser is not telling you the truth. You are chosen. You are loved and cannot be separated from the love of God. In fact, Jesus died, as it says back in that passage, as you bring it back up. Jesus died for all of that stuff you're worried about. And guess what else? He was also raised from the dead. You and I, them, were raised with him in the resurrection, raised into new life. So it doesn't even matter anymore. There's the one final question in verse 35. Can anything separate us from the love Christ has for us? There it is. That's what we want to know, isn't it? We want to know how long will Christ's love last for us. We are way too accustomed to conditional love. If you're good looking, I'll love you. If you're kind to me, I'll love you back. If you're successful, I'll keep loving you. And if you're as cool as Buzz Lightyear, oh, well, then I'll love you more. Dare we believe that there is a source of unconditional love? Dare we believe that nothing can separate us from Christ's love? Can I slip too much? Can I misspeak too often? Can I mess up too many times? Can I cross the line too far? Because in Toy Story, both Woody and Buzz Lightyear, oh, they've crossed the line in their constant attempts to knock each other out of contention as Andy's favorite toy. Oh, but it leaves them feeling more unlovable and more separated from Andy than ever as you watch this clip. Will you quit moving around? Oh, I'm sorry. It's just that I get I get so nervous before I travel. How did I get stuck with you as a moving buddy? Everyone else was picked. Oh, Woody. If only you could see how much Andy misses you. See if you can get this toolbox off me. Oh, come on, Buzz. I. Buzz, I can't do this without you. I need your help. I can't help. I can't help anyone. Well, sure you can, Buzz. You can get me out of here. And then I'll get that rocket off you, and we'll make a break for Andy's house. Andy's house, Sid's house. What's the difference? Oh, Buzz. You've had a big fall. You, you must not be thinking clearly. No, Woody. For the first time, I am thinking clearly. You were right all along. I'm not a space ranger. I'm just a toy, a stupid little insignificant toy. Whoa, hey, wait a minute. Being a toy is a lot better than being a, a space ranger. Yeah, right. No, it is. Look, 
Over in that house is a kid who thinks you are the greatest, and it's not because you're a space ranger, pal. It's because you're a toy. You are his toy. But why would Andy want me? Why would Andy want you? Look at you. You're a Buzz Lightyear. Any other toy would give up his moving parts just to be you. You've got wings. You glow in the dark. You talk. Your helmet does that, that, that whoosh thing. You are a cool toy. As a matter of fact, you're too cool. I mean, I mean, what chance does a toy like me have against a Buzz Lightyear action figure? They're struggling to believe. They're struggling to remember that nothing can separate them from Andy's love. But that's why the Apostle Paul wants us to celebrate and claim that there's nothing, nothing that can separate us from the love of Christ. He wants us to claim it with conviction. That's why Romans 8 is so powerful. So let's do that together. Let's celebrate it. Let's claim it with all our hearts together. I am sure that neither death nor life nor Let's We're going to stop because I, it's a celebration, and this is something to hold on tightly to. So let me get you to stand, and just like you're cheering on the bucks, you're owning it. You're claiming it, right? Yes, let's do that. Let's do it with your whole heart. Here we go. Even if you don't believe it, it doesn't matter. It is true. It's true regardless of how happy or struggling or wherever you are right now. This is true. Here we go. I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor ruling spirits, nothing now, nothing in the future, no powers, nothing above us, nothing below us, nor anything else in the whole world will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. And you may sit down. But we struggle to believe it. And we struggle to remember it. How are we going to hold on tight to this truth? You know what Martin Luther did? This is a guy who lived in the 1500s, was a German priest, a theologian, reforming the church, and he talked often about his struggles, the ones in his soul, where he just despaired of life and despaired of his relationship with the Lord he loved. You know what he did? He patted himself on the head and said, I am baptized. I am baptized. Can you do that? I am baptized. I am baptized. That's why you hear Fitz and I often say, remember your baptism if you were baptized. And if you haven't been, maybe one day you'll, you'll want to do that and hold on to it as a reminder of this spiritual truth that you've been chosen and nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. In the Holy Land, just a month ago when Fitz and I led a group there, we had the privilege together of baptizing Elizabeth Kristen. I want you to see the picture. Oof. And you know what Elizabeth said after she came up out of the water? 
She said, I will never forget this. Elizabeth, don't ever forget it. Don't forget your baptism. Hold on to it. And you hold on to yours as a reminder that you have been chosen, as a reminder that nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. And you know what else you can do, folks? Let Romans 8 be your summer friend. Yeah. Hold on to it. Let Jesus himself speak kindly, powerfully into your soul until you start to believe it, even a little bit. For all the potato heads and slinkies and woodies and buzz light years in this room, remember your baptism. Read Romans 8 and teach it to your children and your grandchildren, and they will then teach it to their children to infinity and beyond. Let's do it. Let's do it. Amen. Please pray with me. Mm. Lord, would you let your love fall on your church? Will you find the hearts that are so thirsty for divine affection, for kindness? Would you find that person who came today completely out of obligation, who did not care about being here? Would you lift up their chin and say, I love you, you are mine? Would you place your pierced hand on our shoulders and tell us that we have found the right love in your presence? Oh, Lord, this is our prayer through your son, Jesus Christ, who makes it all possible. Help us believe. Help us remember. Help us hold on to the truth that we are chosen and that nothing can separate us from your love. And let all of us who agree say amen. amen. As we're singing the last song, I'm going to invite the children to come receive from me a little Toy Story tattoo to take home. Okay? So I'm going to let Matt take over, and I'll be right here for the children. And then you can go back to your seats. Go ahead and stand up, y'all. No.